Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, you got it, say it with me, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is Season 15, Episode 319, title, Empowering Encouragement Now, Number 42, When the Wheel Turns. Subtitle, Riding High in the Storms of Providence. Ecclesiastes 10.7 says, I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Newcomers and unknowns frequently seize the highest places, while the truly great languish in obscurity. This is a mystery in providence whose solution will one day delight the hearts of the upright. But it is so common a fact that none of us should murmur if it should fall to our own lot. When our Lord was upon earth, although he is the prince of the kings of the earth, Yet he walked the footpath of weariness and service as the servant of servants. What wonder is it if his followers, who are princes of the blood, should also be looked down upon as inferior and despicable persons? The world is upside down, and therefore the first are last and the last are first. We are seeing this reality manifested in every corridor of our globe. See how the groveling sons of Satan lord it in the earth. What a high horse they ride, how they lift up their horn on high, and are thrilled to show feats that manifest their ferocious power. There are many examples of this life reality. The book of Esther tells the story of Haman and Mordecai. It revolves around the contrasting circumstances and fate of these two people. Haman, an ambitious and prideful official in the Persian Empire, enjoyed a position of power and influence. He held the title of the king's chief advisor and was highly regarded in the royal court. However, Haman's arrogance and thirst for supremacy led him to develop a deep-seated hatred for Mordecai. Mordecai, on the other hand, was a Jewish man of humble origins. He worked as a palace gatekeeper and was known for his integrity and loyalty. Despite his lowly status, Mordecai refused to bow down to Haman an act of defiance that further fueled Haman's animosity towards him. Driven by his desire for revenge, Haman devised a wicked plan to exterminate all the Jews in the kingdom. He convinced King Ahasuerus to issue a decree authorizing their mass slaughter. The news spread panic among the Jewish community, and Mordecai, overwhelmed with grief, turned to his cousin Queen Esther for help. Unbeknownst to Haman, Esther was a Jew herself, and had become queen after winning a royal beauty contest. Mordecai urged Esther to use her position to intercede with the king and plead for the salvation of her people. Risking her own life, Esther summoned the courage to approach the king uninvited, violating royal protocol. To her relief, the king received her favorably and granted her request for a banquet. At the banquet, Esther revealed her Jewish heritage to the king and exposed Haman's plot. Realizing the gravity of his mistake in targeting Mordecai and his people, the king ordered Haman's execution on the very gallows he had built for Mordecai. Mordecai, meanwhile, was elevated to Haman's former position, becoming the second most powerful man in the kingdom. The stark contrast between Haman and Mordecai is evident. Haman, initially enjoying wealth, influence, and authority, is ultimately consumed by his own pride and brought to a tragic end. In contrast, Mordecai, despite his modest background and challenging circumstances, rises to a position of prominence and saves his people from destruction through his humility and faith. 
The story serves as a powerful reminder of the unpredictable and mysterious ways of God's providence and the importance of character in shaping one's destiny. Haman was in the court while Mordecai sat in the gate. David, the man of God who would be king, wandered on the mountains while witch-consulting madman Saul reigned in state. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we find Elijah, the prophet of the Most High God, is hiding out and complaining in the cave while wicked Jezebel is boasting in the palace. Yet who would wish to take the places of the proud rebels? And who, on the other hand, might not envy the despised saints? When the wheel turns, those who are lowest rise, and the highest sink. Patience then, believer, eternity will right the wrongs of time. At times the wrongs are righted in our lifetime on the earth like Mordecai. At other times we don't live on this earth long enough to see the wrongs made right. But here is the point. Amid turbulent times or times that appear to reek of injustice and abuse, we must not allow our circumstances to be a gateway for us to fall into moral failure by wayward choices and to the error of letting our passions and carnal appetites ride in triumph while our nobler powers walk in the dust. God's grace must reign as a prince and make the members of our bodies instruments of righteousness. The Holy Spirit loves order and he therefore sets our powers and abilities in due rank and place, giving the highest room to those spiritual faculties which link us with the great King. Let us not disturb the divine arrangement, but ask for grace that we may keep in control of our bodies and bring them into subjection. We were not newly created through rebirth in Jesus Christ to allow our passions to rule over us, but that we, as a kingdom of priests before God, may reign in Christ Jesus over the triple kingdom of our body, soul, and spirit to the glory of God the Father. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.